Good evening, everybody, and a very warm welcome on what is a very frosty night in the UK, anyway, uh, to Untangled FM and to The Essence Show. This is Susie Heath with my lovely guest, who is on the other side of the world and just woken up in the morning. This is Lisa Page, and she's calling in from Adelaide. A warm, warm, sunny welcome to you, Lisa. Thank you. Good morning. It is warm and sunny on this side of the planet, so I'll have to send you a little bit of some of that. Yes, please. And Lisa was just telling me she's got her her windows open, so very shortly the birds will start to sing. So I think we'll just allow those to happen, hopefully. It'll cheer us up this end. So let me tell you a little bit about Lisa. Uh, She's an expert coach on relationships, on personal success and women's wellness and is the founder of Soul Satisfaction for Women. Lisa has helped a lot of women and couples from around the world to amp up their personal success, spice up their intimate relationship, and live a passionate, meaning, and fulfilled life. And we're going to be talking this evening about stress and tension and the underlying meaning of all that. But before we get started on that, Lisa, so lovely to have you. I'm I'm so thrilled because it's just lovely to talk to friends from the other side of the world. It really is wonderful. What got you to where you are now, Lisa? Because I know you're not just a coach. I know you've done an enormous number of things. So would you like to tell us a little bit about what gets you out of bed in the morning and how you got to be doing what you're doing. What's, what's the recipe that you've put together to create your work? Oh, I love that. I like the combination of what gets me out of bed in the morning and what got me here in the first place. Cause, mm-hmm. Because, as you say, you know, every every journey is different. And, of course, where I am today and what I'm doing in my work is very much a combination of all of the professional experience and training but also um, woven in is my own personal journey which is Mm -hmm. what has inspired me to create the changes that I have in my life Um, and then in a sense I always I feel quite often that I'm pregnant with whatever I've been marinating for you know the previous years and then when the time is right you know I sort of share it and that's kind of how how I teach I guess Um, Mm. so what brought me to this place especially since we're talking about stress and tension is probably that I really used to be a stress head (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is why I got into yoga 20 years ago um, which is now a little bit telling but um, yeah I got into yoga about 20 years ago at the time I was um, living in the States after having worked in the in Asia, Southeast Asia for for a few years in a really high pressure job and then moved to the States and I was actually working at the Beverly Hills Country Club and I was really stressed and there was a very beautiful yoga teacher and uh, so she said why don't you come on down and that began the journey, I ended up doing my teacher training 12 years ago and through that I really learned about stress and tension but of course the beautiful thing was I wasn't just learning about tension in the shoulders and tension mm. headaches. Um, I was already, I think, going deep into the underlying tension because in yoga we work with all the layers of being, you know, the body, the heart, the mind, the spirit. And I always remember my teacher, I remember sitting there in a class, 
having worn a back brace for my entire pregnancy because I did my sciatic about six weeks in um, and still worked my... I had a, a, a restaurant at the time, still worked every night at the restaurant, had, um, you know, tins machine and all sorts of silly things to be able to keep me going. But I was running on this adrenaline uh, and then lots of things happened. My husband at the time had his first major breakdown uh, the day that I had our baby. Mm. And there I was, baby, restaurant, alone. And I ended up doing this uh, teacher training course a couple of months later, probably because I probably would have had a breakdown myself had I not had a really beautiful meditation teacher of my own. And she said, why don't you just do this? <laughs> And I remember sitting in this class and him saying, there's no such thing as a stressful situation, only an, a stressed internal environment. And that was so foreign oh, for me. Uh, it's beautiful. It makes so, so much sense. Are we going to explore that? Absolutely. So, mm. Mm. Do carry on because that just makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And so that was very much, I think that was one of my really first awarenesses of wow I have a stressed internal environment I mean I because of my meditation teacher I was already doing a certain amount of work but I think there comes layers of responsibility and there was a certain amount of blame that, and an assumption really that you know I was stressed because of everything that was happening mm. and so you know time went on I did that that course which was amazing and uh, I didn't do the course to teach at all I did the course purely for my own benefit mm. but the benefits were so profound that I ended up teaching and I'm a bit of a what-if girl so I tend to I, I sort of took on the yoga and after you know years of you know high corporate stuff and then running my own restaurant and then deciding to close the restaurant I thought well what if I did this with uh, kids with behavioural problems? What if I did this with women refugees? What if I did this with corporate business people who are stressed? You know, what if, what if, what if? And mm. I just started adapting it to all these different um, people. And that really began my journey of sort of incorporating my professional training with my personal experience. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So... Then, I guess, X years later down the track, I realized that, I think we talked about this, there was a time when I lived in a um, in a yoga ashram, so yeah. I was living a very, let's say, meditative life. Mm. However, just as we avoid things in our own family dynamic, I was avoiding things being in that dynamic, and that's human nature until we really get a good look at what's going on and although I was uh, back together with with my husband I was definitely avoiding all the tension that I was feeling and experiencing around intimate relationship and he was probably one of my greatest gifts in that in awakening me to what I was ignoring and suppressing and avoiding and um, I say that with deep reverence because he has since passed on uh, and he definitely gave me some of the greatest gifts that I carry today, as challenging as some of those were. So I remember 
standing, we had we had separated, and we have a, a son who's now 11. I remember standing there in my hallway, uh, reading a book uh, by David Data called Dear Lover, and it's about living as embodiment of the divine, living as embodiment mm. of. Uh, the love that lives and breathes us all. And there's no tension in that love that lives and breathes us all. Um, mm. It is just, it is just, just, you know, it's mm. just as it is. That's and part of who we are. I remember standing in that hallway and thinking, I'm living a quote unquote meditative life, but there is a whole lot of buried tension around relationship and when I read that page by page I could feel um, threads of myself sort of unraveling and I thought Mm. and I stood there and I thought to myself I will not enter into another relationship unless it's this unless it's unless it's with the intention and the deep desire on both of our parts to to merge in sex and intimacy and relationship as this pure awareness and love that lives and breathes us all and freedom. And so I remained separated um, and, you know, uh, that kind of cleared itself and then I eventually met my now man who and we've been together now for, I have to count on my fingers... <laughs> Um, four and a half years in a committed relationship and I get to practice living that with him consciously Mm. every day and it doesn't mean that we don't have tension it doesn't mean he doesn't have tension I don't have tension but our commitment to love our commitment to freedom our commitment to always exploring those tensions uh, is ever present Mm. And I have the great privilege of knowing your man, mm. and a, a very dear friend of mine too, and, and wonderful. And uh, and I know that this idea of working together with that conscious intention mm. makes such a difference, doesn't it, in everything? So, and we're not particularly talking about the sort of sex and relationship aspect, but that comes into everything. That we well, do. it has to. Not, it has, it has to. to. Yeah. Because it's a part of us, and I think mm. that what happens is probably, you know, if you if if you ask me, who do I tend to coach the most or work with the most? Mm. Interestingly enough, while I might call myself a life, love, and intimacy coach, or however I might frame it, mm. the people who come to me the most probably have the most tension around. Um, uh, sex, money, and uh, relationship with themselves yeah. and others, and that's because those tensions are—it's not just the tensions that we absorb from society and we learn from those around us who love us and have the best intentions for us. Um, it's also everything that we accumulate along the way, and um, so every experience we have either frees us or builds another layer of tension and it just happens that those areas tend to be the most rocky and Mm. so that's you know they're the areas that I would probably delve into the most but at the end of the day 
what I've found through, you know, whether I'm working with the modality of uh, the coaching, the NLP or the hypnosis or the neurological repatterning or the elements of yoga and meditation and relaxation and um, all the elements of tantra, what is to me this universal thread is can I even now relax into what is and what about now and what about now it's this okayness it's our deeper level of okayness with what is Uh, but what I do want to say is that I don't want to make it sound really woo-woo and oh it's all really spiritual and we just sit on meditation mat or we do a few tantric breath practices or a little bit of eye gazing and because we are in this beautiful body it's about embodying that and how do we live our actions in alignment with that deeper awareness, that deeper relaxation really. If we just called it a relaxation, when I'm at my work and creating something, when I'm interacting with the lady at the checkout, uh, when I'm looking at my bank account, can I align my action with that deeper uh, space, if you will, of relaxation or is it tense and fraught and you know, and coming from that place of not okayness. Mm. It's interesting because, as you know, I've, I've been in the hospital with my my lovely mum tonight mm. in quite difficult circumstances because she's been very poorly. It was a bit touch and go. Um, and, um, you know, thanks to the lovely nurses who I know are listening tonight. Bless them. And just seeing how they cope in in those sort of situations where everything has the potential of being very stressful yes. and yet you know there are so many uh careers and and jobs where one has to be has to learn to yes. be very very present with what is and it does take training doesn't it because i Definitely. think as women because we're multi so multifaceted and so multitasking we're not as good, I think, at focusing on what's in front of us as men have because our brain is darting around, picking up all these signals from the environment and all the things that need to be done. You yes. know, uh, and you, you look around the house and you go, oh, this needs to be done, that needs to be done, and I haven't done, oh my goodness. And the never-ending to-do list. And the never-ending, and we get overwhelmed. And I know mm. you and I both work with, uh, particularly with women who who have this sort of massive overwhelm and mm. help bring them back into the present moment so they can be with what is. Because that's where, for me, the most fulfilling part of life is when you focus on what is rather than when you're out in the distance thinking about the future or back in the past okay. thinking about what happened last week, last month, last year, last lover, last whatever it was. Yes. And, this and it's is funny. the importance of being now. Absolutely. And it's funny that you talk about the word fulfilling because what comes to me when you say that is, um, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you work a lot with masculine and feminine too. And mm. so um, we all have masculine and feminine within us. I think one of the, the, the beauties and the gifts of the feminine capacity is that ability to receive life fully and you know just by doing something as simple as softening the front surface of the body and and 
making the breath a little fuller. So you're receiving in through the breath and softening the front of the body to receive in the moment and everything that's happening and be able to be okay with that and then mm. act from that place is vastly different. And I would say that those nurses who are able to uh, just be with what is and, in, and engage the masculine part of them that is focused and directive and coming from that place of you know, deep um, uh, freedom, if you will, you know, just right there, grounded, and at the same time open and receptive kind of moving with what is. It's kind of that there's a flow there. there that's a gift. That, I mean, I, I really... Sometimes you see someone in action and you think, wow, they're really doing what they're here to do. They're really gifting the world, whether it be nursing or teaching or whatever the profession, because mm-hmm. they're, they're really offering their gift and they're, they're in balance. Uh, balance is a funny word, but there's no tension around having to cope with what would be an incredibly situa- difficult or stressful situation for someone else. But I also do believe, and this is where my beautiful uh, yoga teacher at that time really woke me up when he said there's no such thing as a stressful environment, only a stressed internal environment, Mm -hmm. is that we have, there are two sides to this. One is we can train our nervous system and we can retrain our nervous system uh, to be okay, to be able to relax into what is no matter the circumstance. And, um, interestingly enough, we also have what feels like home in our nervous system, which are the habitual patterns of tension that, without even realising it, we create over and over and over and over again until we're aware of them. Um, And so, you know, we have this dance of, hmm, am I just stressed about this? Is this a moment of stress? Or is this a pattern? Am I habitually stressed about this? You know, is there something underneath here, another layer that's kind of habitually stressed? So, before we go into those layers, I just want to—you've just taken me back to a place I remember of learning this behaviour of mm. stress. I learned it in ah. my business because I learned it, and I think we learn it from the people we grow up with. Mm-hmm. A lot of stress and tension because of whatever's going on politically, whatever's going on financially, whatever's going on in the home, and mm-hmm. all those things. But I also remember um, that you weren't seen to be successful unless you were totally busy all the time and being yes. seen to be too busy to give any attention to anybody because you were too important. And I remember so much looking at this and going, have I really got to behave like this in order to prove who I am and in order to get on? Mm. And I chose not to, and it didn't do me any good. Although I did as much work, if not more, than the people who are running around like headless chickens. But because I wasn't seen to be running around like a headless chicken, I hadn't played the game yes and I think what happens is uh, it can be confronting for someone when you're really relaxed in a situation Mm. where they're actually quite stressed and so I always remember um, 
one of the things that David Data um, always teaches is in every given moment you're either opening someone or you're closing someone. And I know that sometimes, because, you know, I'm, um, I had, you know, many habits of tension, as I was saying, which is why I did the yoga. You know, there, there was a period in my life where I was a total chill pill, you know. <laughs> I was just, <clears throat> excuse me, meditating all the time and yoga. And I could see that sometimes that was rubbing people up the wrong way or mm-hmm. you do what I mean. It's like there's something. Well, you're not working. You weren't working, Lisa. You weren't yeah, but I, th- I think like also, I think also, you know, it's like there's a there's a part of us when it's like oftentimes women will say to me if I say to, to women when a beautiful woman walks in the door, how mm. do you respond? And mm. most women will go, oh, well, you know, and there's a tension in their body. Mm-hmm. Even though that woman is very beautiful, very open, very relaxed, because mm-hmm. it it makes them aware of where they have tension, it makes them yeah. aware of where they're closed, and and that can be quite confronting. Whereas mm-hmm. once you once you have a certain amount of relaxation in yourself, when that woman walks in the door, you go, oh wow, isn't yeah, she amazing? Yeah. Because you're okay with her okayness. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I so I I know that. Um, that's why, as you know, even just within coaching, there's a certain amount of pacing and leading. You know, if I walked mm. into a, a stressed-out company as a relaxation consultant or a stress management consultant, and I was a total yeah. chill pill, they'd be like, oh, F off, like, you know, who yeah. are you? Who are you? <laughs> I've got to carry You've no idea certain... what our life is like. You work <laughs> exactly. and you're not. You know, you're just chilling. So, yeah. yeah, so there's a certain amount of kind of matching that you need to do but always coming from from your that your truth at core and then you can kind of melt them through your uh through who you are i know you were talking when we spoke the other day about so many people and so many people i meet who are in the, the stress consultancy world and, and i mm. too have done all that stuff too yeah um and it's about getting rid of stress but you're not yes. saying that are you you're saying no Let's have a really good look at the stress and tension because in it lies the key. Absolutely. And I think that uh, for many, many years, my aim was to get rid of these feelings to, that were uncomfortable, the, mm. to get rid of this stress. And I no longer, <laughs> I no longer want to do that for myself and I certainly... Mm. Um, no longer advocate it for anyone else because I think you just set yourself up for inevitable failure because as just as much as you are capable of calm, you are capable of stress. Just as mm-hmm. much as you are capable of joy, you are capable of sadness. So to me it's about actually having full awareness and allowing of every part of who we are and then there's a wholeness that kind of, um, it's like one of those round puzzles. Uh, it's like a ball puzzle. It's kind of then all the pieces slot into place and you can just act from that very aligned place. You can choose consciously. So for me, uh, when someone comes to me and they, they're very stressed about something, it's about taking them 
into that stress and really being fully aware of it. There's there's great to me there's great it's almost like digging for gold. There's great mm. gold underneath it. And mainly because most of the tension that we feel consciously is superficial tension, you know, tension headaches, stiff shoulders, uh maybe chest pain, a lot of physical symptoms like that. Uh, high blood pressure or you know maybe we are aware of the fact that you know when this happens in our relationship we close our heart and there's a tension around our heart maybe we're Mm -hmm. even aware of the fact that um when um this happens we we uh, stiffen up mentally you know we just go into freeze and we can't think of creative logical solutions and you know there are different layers of awareness with the tension but um most of what we uh, are aware of tends to be the symptoms of an underlying yes. stress. Yes. Yes. And to me, you feel the physical symptoms of your shoulders per se fully first, you allow it fully, and then you dive into the tension that's underneath those stiff shoulders. And that gets more and more profound the more I do that work with clients, the more I'm just uh, amazed and inspired by how deep people can go, how quickly they can go so deep and how those little knots of tension can just kind of unravel. Um, So you're not actually talking about taking your clients particularly through yoga postures or through massage or or anything like that, are you? Well, well, the thing is, yeah, look, to me, um, because I have... Um, many different sort of modalities in my mm. professional tool belt, um, and you know all the ones that you know probably like you that I've studied that I'm not even certified in, but use you know things like EFT, you know the tapping mm. and mm. you know and blah blah blah. I the way that I work with it is there are certain processes that I take clients through and um, like that allowing process, but I really believe that we each intuitively know what to do if Mm. we're willing and able to become aware of the tension to feel it fully to allow it to be as big as it is and to relax through it then I'm happy with whatever modality there might be no modality that simply becoming aware of it and feeling it fully and allowing it that in itself is profoundly powerful and will dissolve it. And in fact, I've created a little um, a little uh, PDF for you and your uh, listeners, which they can download from the website, um, with a process that they can just take themselves through. But at mm, the same okay. time, here's the piece that's important, and this is why it might be a yoga posture, it might be some breath work, it might be... Um, you know, a little bit of um, hypnosis or self-hypnosis. You know, it might be a little bit of this or a bit of that. It's because obviously when you're emotionally stressed, that affects your physical stress levels, your mm-hmm. your mental stress levels. I mean, for example, your if if someone says something that stresses you, your body stiffens up, it tenses, mm-hmm. your heart races, you have the cortisol and the, the, the fight or flight hormones that start to flood your system. 
you then right and left brain stop talking with each other. So all of a sudden you can't come up with the creative logical solutions because they don't talk. There's a lot of mm. physical stuff that happens, but there's also, um, you know, mentally you you start to const- everything constricts. So you constrict your perspective of the situation. When you're relaxed, you can expand your perspective out and you can see all of what's happening or a greater perspective. But the tension constricts your mental awareness. If, you know, the guards come up emotionally. And all of this is useful. It's self-protection. But it's only useful if it's for a moment of self-protection if it's let's say it's a moment of self-protection that's not actually needed you know there are times when you need to be stressed because you need to preserve yourself your life in that moment but if you have a habit of that stress response every time you're in particular situations Mm. then that constriction over time creates a rigidity of body, a rigidity of mind, a rigidity of heart, which leads to inflexibility physically, mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. energetically. And this is how I think of it, and it's a bit of a yoga analogy, but you know if you are stressed in your shoulders or in some part of your back, the muscles start to contract and then other muscles Mm -hmm. have to lengthen and your spine comes out of alignment. Yes. Well, tension in the emotional body or the mental body also pulls you out of alignment Mm. over time as you become more and more rigid and inflexible. So to me, they are the golden places to explore because it's the gateway to become truly aware of and to live your truth. Mm, and yet a lot of times we think our truth like we say oh I couldn't possibly do that it's just not who I am it's not my truth but actually mm. actually it's it's because we're sticking with what feels like home in our nervous system because we haven't relaxed into the real truth of who we are mm-hmm. Lisa when you're working with your with your clients do you take them back to, or do, do they go back and find places in their history that has, has been mm. perhaps the trigger point that sets the whole thing off? Do you, or, or do you bypass that because it's not relevant? Do you just deal uh, with the fact that this is their behaviour yeah. now and let's change yes. it now so it never has to happen again? You how, know, how important is it to go back to that I think place? I think that uh, both are important. It's for mm. me, um, how can I describe it? I think that, and I don't think, in saying this, I don't think I'm any more special than anyone on the planet in terms of this. When I work with a client or with a group of people, I work intuitively, you know, as to what will serve. Will it serve, mm, yeah, we need to go back to this point, um, or is it just about, the, the the present and I think that it depends on the person I kind of the best way to describe it is um, and I think we've talked about this uh, before is if you ask me what I do it's kind it feels to me like someone will come to me and they say you know this is the, the problem blah 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 mm. and to me it looks like when you've got a 
a chain of jewellery, like a, a, a gold or a silver chain, and it's been yeah. in a jewellery box yeah. for many years. And and I open up the box, and they look at the box, and they go, holy crap, how did it get so tangled? It wasn't tangled when I put it in there 20 years yeah. ago or five yeah. years ago or one year ago or six months ago. But somehow it's tangled itself up, and I think we've all experienced sitting there trying to untangle our, our mm. jewellery. I, you know, when you're doing that, you can't force something because it could make another knot tighter. Mm. That's kind of how it feels like to me. And I, that's how I work with clients. But I also think that we're all very capable of that within ourselves. And that's why for me, I, I always, that's part of the reason why when I was preparing for this interview, I did the quick uh, PDF for you because for me it's very much about empowering people with ways to uh, do whatever they can themselves as well. And if you think of a massage therapist, if you've got tense shoulders, they can't force that tension out. They can't just rub really hard and hope for the best. Mm. They need to feel it and work with it. And it's the Mm. same with us with our own tension. But until we are aware of it to start with and we're we're willing to feel it fully and that probably is the toughest piece for most people i would say that painfully i love this analogy Mm. actually if you're talking about a massage because you know when you go and and have those knots in your shoulders and you're screeching with pain praying that they actually don't touch those bits because those are the bits that hurt so much and they push them and press them until suddenly that pain goes because it is it's about feeling it fully and it's a lovely analogy there that you're talking about the emotional pain Mm. and and just allowing it to be because it's so um incumbent upon us i i i I see people go no you mustn't focus on that no i'll hide it i'll I'll hide it somewhere you know i don't want to feel this pain it's too painful i I don't want to feel it so i'll i'll bypass it i'll go around it i'll find something else to focus on and uh, this is where we you know people start to overeat over drink over overindulge in whatever to avoid absolutely and self-medicate in whatever form so that they don't have to feel that intensity and what you're saying is allow the short sharp pain well, I tell you what, this is this is something when when you are at the massage therapist and um, he or she can feel that you know it's a big one, right? Mm. And they start kind of feeling around it. What do they always say to you? Relax. Just breathe. Just relax. They always go, breathe. just breathe. Yeah, breathe into it. So here's yeah. the thing: when we are tense about something, our breathing constricts. That mm. creates more tension. It puts us on alert. So. Even if you do one thing, which is to breathe more fully, Mm. you relax into what might be a little bit uncomfortable, but, you know, there comes a point where it feels like a good pain, but it will never feel like a good pain if you can't breathe into it. And Mm. so, um, and I love working with, with breath. I think breath is one of the most powerful in the moment, uh, tools that we can use for so many things whether it's instantly creating more passion instantly connecting with the person in front of us instantly empowering ourselves like to me breath having done years of yogic breath where oh this is great this breath is for if when you're tired and you want to wake up this breath is for when you want to get focused this is breath this breath is to relax you know this breath is to awaken energy in this area i mean 
it's you know to me it's those there's very specific breaths and I love that but I really feel that at the core of it when you're breathing in fully you're breathing in life fully in order to relax and breathe in fully that takes trust yes and who are you trusting okay yes you're trusting the massage therapist but more than that you're trusting yourself to say no if it is too much. Yeah. You're trusting yourself to to feel it fully. A lot of times we don't feel the tension fully or the feeling fully, whether it be anger or sadness, because we're afraid it will kill us. We're afraid that we'll die of the pain of it. We're afraid that we'll, you know, if we actually feel how angry we really are, you know, we'll just go berserk so I always feel that that trust is not really even about trusting the other person massage therapist or the person we're in a relationship with it's about trusting ourselves and um, that knot of tension can unravel far more easily if we can just even relax our breath deepen our breath all the way into the belly <sighs> and then um, that helps with that process of allowing and I even remember that to this day when I had my baby. I was just um, going to mention that. Exactly. Yeah, I remember this so clearly because I'd done, uh, leading up to him, I had done a lot of yoga, really intense daily yoga. And um, when it came to delivering him, I had a, a, a natural birth and, and no pain, no painkillers. And I, I was lucky, you know, it was very, very long. Um, but... Um, what I realized was there was a moment where someone, some nurse let a call through uh, from the restaurant. They were checking in to see how I was doing. Wow. <laughs> and all the, I just remember all the rest of the time thinking, wow, you know, this is, this is okay. That was kind of the feeling. Yeah. And I was having, I, I had for, for more than 12 hours contractions every five minutes, so they didn't lead up. Oh they just word. went bang on for five minutes for 12 hours. And I remember thinking, this is okay, this is okay. And then the phone caught, the phone rang, <laughs> and it rang mid-contraction, and I lost my breath awareness, and I was like, shit, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went, oh, wow, it's my breath. So it was a back-to-breath. And, you know, had him and he's a beautiful baby. We're not a baby anymore. He's nearly 12. Um, but, you know, you, yeah, I think having a baby is one of the moments where, again, can you relax and allow this process? Mm. Going back to some of the women that you deal with, I know you um, work also with with women to help them prevent burnout, and, and you've mm. been through the corporate market, as so many yeah. of us have. What suggestions do you have for women who are teetering on the brink? Because mm. we're being bombarded with so much these days, yes. aren't we, Lisa? It's you know, at the moment as well, we've got the cold here, so everybody's huddled. You know, when we have our bodies huddled. Yes. Everything gets contracted, our breathing gets yes. contracted, our heart gets contracted. Yes. So we've got that to deal with. It's, it's literally the external environment as well as the internal. Mm. Mm. 
very, so yes, when you've definitely. got people who are bombarded with financial worries and maybe health worries and anxieties about their children, anxieties about their parents, anxieties about the relationship and all the other stuff that we get bombarded with on a day-to-day basis, maybe there's stuff going on in career where we're not doing as well as we want to or the demands from other people are so strong. How do you work with your clients there to help them mm. prevent burnout and, and really stay in that that moment of of release and letting go and, and being in in a place of feeling their potency as, as women, whatever they're mm. doing, without being overwhelmed and strangled yeah. by it all. Yes. And want to strangle someone else. <laughs> and want to strangle somebody else, quite. Whoever whoever happens to be walking in the door yes. that time. Yes, poor blight. Um, look, there are a couple of things. One of the things that comes to me most instantly is something that I teach a lot, and I call it the three P's. It's really, really simple. So in the moment of overwhelm where it's just you're teetering on the brink, the three P's that I always get my clients to do is pause, mm-hmm. pleasure, and then play. So this is specifically for women. For men, it's slightly different. So first of all, press pause. Because as you know, not only do we have a whole lot of responsibilities, but we have sort of somewhere in the top corner of our mind, we have this um, portable to-do list. And every mm. because we, we as women, we have what's called expanded awareness. When we walk through the lounge room, we see the washing that needs to be folded. We see the curtain rod that's been broken for a year now. Yeah, that's on the list, that's on the list. And then we go, oh, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, Tommy needs and new shoes. And the unpaired shoes. socks that's, and all the other Yes, stuff. that's yeah. right. Tommy needs new shoes, got to put that on the list. Oh, I need to get flour. You know, all of these things as we walk around life just add themselves on this to-do list. I think that that's really important to know because that to-do list will never end. It will always be there, it will always be full. So once we go, oh, okay, all right, that will always be there, the first thing to do is press pause. And the reason I say pleasure is because um, for women in particular, when you experience, the quickest way to experience body relaxation as a woman is pleasure. The moment you experience something pleasurable, the body relaxes. Yeah. The, the 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 mind clears a little. The the heart opens. There's there's a, oh, you know, it's like it doesn't matter what the pleasure is. It can be, um, uh, you know, the smell of something that's really beautiful, like a rose. Mm. Oh, you know, it's that, that kind of feeling. Uh, aside from everything that happens, you know, um, oxytocin is produced in, in the body of a woman, and that's a, um, a, body, a hormone that... Um, uh, increases our capacity to cope. It allows us to connect with ourselves and those around us. Um, oxytocin is one of my favorite hormones. <laughs> um, it just allows us to be more malleable, you know. So do anything that allows you to experience pleasure and then press play on your life again and attend to what needs to be attended to. But that middle step is essential because unless you do that, then you're acting from the constricted space. 
the constricted body, heart and mind. Um, so that that would be one of the, when you're just on the brink, mm-hmm. just stop. And I can give you um, a, an example. So it could just be having a pleasurable three breaths might be enough. Mm-hmm. But I know I had a, um, we have an amazing VA and um, virtual assistant team now, but there was a time when I had an assistant who was driving me around the twist. I was doing a big launch. I felt like uh, I felt like every time I even thought about her, I was stressed because I couldn't trust that anything would be done. You know, she kept not turning up, um, lots of different stuff. And so I realized that every time I even thought about her, I felt stressed, let alone what needed to be done. Um, and so I was at the time creating, <laughs> funnily enough, um, I had just created one of the programs that I have called Breathe Baby Breathe. And mm. I kind of flashed upon it went, ah. So then I started just every time I thought about her, if I felt stressed or about the launch, I would put the, thought, the, the launch or the thought aside. I would take seven, ten, three, whatever I needed, deep full breaths all the way into my belly and then out up my spine and just even them out. So the count of four in or and four out, but just so they were even, right? Mm. Then I would bring in the thought. And because your nervous system is no longer in fight or flight mode, you can't think about it the same way. It literally changes the way you think about it, you feel about it. So the other thing, you know, pause, pleasure, play, um, the three P's is easy to remember, but if you just remember to change the way you're breathing, mm-hmm. it would change the way you respond and actually allow you to respond rather than to react. And, you know, the thing with our breath is um, I have a client that I'm working with at the moment. She's a 14-year-old girl who suffers from anxiety and panic attacks. And um, we um, have got her to school uh, Today was the fifth time, um, tomorrow will be the sixth, and it's the first time she's been at school all year. Mm-hmm. And it's profound, and yet a lot of it is very, very simple. And what I said to her was, in the moment where you're going <gasps> like this, and because she physically, I mean, I've seen it because I took, her, I, um, I took her to school the first day so I could actually see what happens, I said, what you're doing is, you have this fear down here in your belly of what might happen if you go through the gate, but because you're not willing to feel it, you keep your breath up here and then that triggers fight or flight and everything else happens, right? So just by bringing her breath down to her belly, yes, it was uncomfortable because she had to actually feel the feelings of being afraid of being rejected, of being afraid that she would fail, everything that was coming up for her. And yet once she allowed herself to feel those feelings fully, they weren't quite so bad. You know, it's you know, it's not so much the actuality, it's the it's almost the fear the fear of the fear itself, you know. It's um so that yeah, just breathing is makes a profound difference. And it's important to know again, I love breath, but it how we breathe if you breathe in more than you breathe out, then you'll probably have tension about letting go. 
of people, oh. places, relationships. Mm. If you breathe out more than in, then you'll have attention around breathing in life fully, feeling, trusting life fully. So the dynamics of your breath and how you breathe habitually and how you breathe in any given circumstances are really telling. There's gold that lies just in, oh, you're breathing like that in reaction to this. Okay, that's, it's, it's like a language. You can, you can read it. And I know you talk about the breath in lovemaking as well. Can you share mm. a little bit about that and how much difference that makes? Oh, it's profound. Um, the thing is that for me, um, what I've realized is there's the practice of breathing a certain way which is different to how we might habitually breathe. So for example, as much as we might say, oh, I don't feel tense about experiencing pleasure, I don't, you know, we might be aware that we have tension about being afraid of being hurt, you know, if mm. we're making love with our man and all of a sudden he, I don't know, squashes our boob accidentally or, you know, you know, I've got long hair, so, you know, what if my hair gets Ooh. caught and I, and, yeah. and I feel a bit like, oh, it's pulling my hair. In that moment, we might be able to recognize that, oh, we've just become a little bit tense. We've constricted our breath because of that, a little bit of a reaction to feeling hurt, which probably won't be about that hurt, it'll be about all the previous hurts <laughs> because we hold on to these layers of tension. Like um, pancakes, I call, call them pa layers of pancakes. Yes, exactly. Um, so, But also pleasure. You know, if you think about it a lot of times, um, both for men and women, as as excitement happens and the increase of pleasure, a lot of times our face scrunches up and you know, our breathing constricts, gets really short and shallow, yeah. but actually the profundity of being able to relax through that pleasure, allow that pleasure to just permeate through our whole body, what that does is it unconstricts the body. It means that the body is now allowed and free to move spontaneously as an expression of that pleasure mm. and that um, is not only uh, incredibly uh, potent and inviting and a delicious uh, ingredient into the mix of lovemaking but it also allows a deeper relaxation in the connection because even the tension around pleasure disconnects us from our partner we go mm. into our own little world of um, pleasure we're no longer yeah. connected with our partner mm. so you know we do um, as you know um, my partner and I uh, my we coach couples as well and so you know there are practices for, for couples breath practices where you know he's breathing her and the breath is in sync and you know that alone allows a, a very deep connection between two people mm, and all you awesome. need to it is i mean you know look and it doesn't even have to be sexual you know mm. when i um um one of the things i had said to my sister-in-laws when their mother was passing away was um when i would do her feet i would breathe her you know, I would just sink my breath with hers mm -hmm. and it 
entrained her breath to go from shallow and short to a little bit longer, a little bit more open, a little bit more relaxed. And you can do that with children, with anybody. Um, the thing is that in lovemaking, it allows the connection and the openness and the depth to flow that we're actually really yearning for. That makes so much sense. Mm. And I've, I've certainly experienced that myself and with... And with the dance work that I do and the breath work I do with that as well, the, that mm. very profound connection of breathing yes. with somebody. And, and the, it's, a, it's a support as well. It's that feeling mm. of somebody sharing my life in this moment. Yes. Of, yes. of somebody really feeling me yes. in that moment because they're breathing my breath with me. Yeah, it's, and... It's profound, and then it goes even deeper where you allow yourself to be breathed. And mm. then you realize it's not even the person who's breathing you, it's the breath that breathes all is breathing you. There's, it's, it's effortless, it's, it's really profound. And I think the other piece around that that's really important for couples is... When you know a lot of the couples, a lot of the couples that we work with are really amazing. Actually, they blow my mind. You know, they actually stick with these little practices, even if it's just five minutes. One of our couples mm -hmm. in New Zealand, every night for five minutes, they have two children. One has special needs. Uh, they're two two young children under five, and every night before they go to bed, they take five minutes to eye gaze and breathe fully with each other and there's something about that that allows all the petty stuff mm. just to pale into insignificance you know all the little tensions when you have that deep connection with each other and you have if you're in an intimate a sexually intimate relationship you have that 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 deep passion that your body yearns for and the, the love that your heart yearns for and the connection that your soul yearns for, you don't need a lot of that. A one moment of real depth of that can just relax your whole day, your whole week, you know. And how much better to do that than use conversation? Oh, absolutely. And get in the way and... Mm do all manner of things and just to breathe together in that way is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Lisa, I can't believe the time has gone again. I know. So oh. We've only got literally a couple of minutes left. Um, I know you very kindly organized for us to have a, a download from your website. Yes. How do we find that? So you just need to go to soulsatisfactionforwomen.com mm -hmm. forward slash untangledfm. U-N-T-A-N-G-L-E-D, Untangled FM. So, um, and the worksheet, there's no, they don't need to enter their details or anything. It's just a gift mm -hmm. there. I just wanted to be able to um, gift you and the listeners with with one of the processes that I use with my clients in a way that they can just have a read of it and do it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Thank you very much for that generous gift. That's really lovely. That's so our time is coming to an end. I'm so grateful for you to, for getting up at this
this very early crack of dawn for you. I haven't oh, heard the birds sister. singing yet. Are they singing? They are, actually, but I have to say they're a little bit quieter this morning. Some mornings they have been. We live right on the beach, so at the front, funnily enough, we have seagulls, and at the back we have all the chirpy birds, and it's quite amazing. The chirpy birds for the last few mornings have been going absolutely crazy. And mm. my um, my little niece who lives uh, near us, about five minutes away, said to his dad the other morning, Daddy, I could I I woke up because the birds were too loud. Oh bless. <laughs> so yeah, they're beautiful. It's a great time of year with us. We're just oh, going we're in the spring, so Well wishing you a, a wonderful Christmas on the beach mm. which is Thanks. presumably where you'll be and we'll be dancing yeah. in the snow probably. And thank That's you again right. so much for being with us this evening. It's been a great joy being able to talk to you at long last. We've been suggesting doing this for ages and we've actually yes. finally got around to doing it so it's been absolutely delightful bless you oh thank you so much it's such a pleasure to to be here and um and just to be able to to explore what we've explored throughout the last yes. hour i really appreciate it and uh, of course if you if anyone has any questions i'm very happy for them to email me I answer them personally and that's that's my pleasure to be able to do that and I trust that the download is is useful I'm sure it will be all right my treasure lots of love and thank you very much and to everybody listening very much look forward to speaking with you again uh, the next program won't be on Christmas Day because I'm going to be dancing around the Christmas tree, I hope. Excellent. Um, because that would be my normal time. But I will catch up with you all in the new year here on The Essence Show on Untangled FM. So very happy Christmas and warm wishes to everybody. Lots of love and good night. Bye-bye. Bye now. <laughs>